Steve Lanham. May contain spoilers. May contain spoilers. On this week's May Contain Spoilers, we question how far would you go to keep someone you love away from Paul Dano as we review Prisoners. We also try as hard as possible not to mention Batman while talking about Ben Affleck in Runner Runner. And Drew pretends to know more than two Proclaimers songs as he reviews Sunshine on Leaf. If you've seen any of the films we're talking about this week, then we want to hear from you. Send us your reviews by tweeting at filmspoilers or email maycontainspoilers at hop1028.com. and inhaler take from the soundtrack to runner runner you're listening to may contain spoilers my name's steve lanham i am drew bridger and i'm jp stockwell and coming up on tonight's show we've got reviews of prisoners runner runner sunshine and leaf drew this week you've got some crowdfunding corner for us as you do each week i do it's not a surprise to uh, it, it took to me a that. while to find it but it was worth the uh, the extra bit of looking um yeah I'll let you decide that. <laughs> That's a good point. That's yes. a good point. And uh, JP, you've got some film news for us. Indeed. Uh, I have uh, Sofa Cinema this week. So all that's coming up in the show. Of course, have you seen anything in cinemas this week and you want to tell us what you thought of it, particularly if you've seen Prisoners, Runner Runner or Sunshine on Leith, then yeah. uh, tweet us at Film Spoilers or uh, email us, spoilers at hot 1028 Dot com. So you can do that throughout the show or if you listen to the podcast, you can also do that and we will pick it up during the week. Now, also tonight, we want to talk about uh, something which is kind of spurred into life by something I saw uh, on Facebook last week and kind of mentioned on Twitter, which was the news that there's this campaign that's been running for a little while now to try and get uh, a sequel to Dread, which, of course, was out last year. Mm. Both of you two have seen it. I haven't seen yeah. it. Were yeah. you fans of it? I was a big fan of it. It was, in one of, it was uh, up in my top ten for the year, I think. It was either that or it was The Raid. But okay. I think they were both very close. It was they were, they were fairly similar sort of stories, weren't they? A big tower block working their way to yeah. the top, getting rid of. Bad I thought guys. it was fantastic. I thought uh, visually what they did with it was was really good and really clever. So it was it was well received. Yeah, yeah. didn't take a huge amount of money, and isn't going to get a sequel basically, or looks like it won't get a sequel. But it was very successful with people and fans who went to see it to the extent that they've started a Facebook campaign to get a sequel made. And actually, they've done a pretty good job of it so far because they're up to, I think, 66,000 likes yep. on Facebook. So I think people start to take notice. I'm one of those. I don't know if I've mentioned that. You're the most important one of those. I am. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's obviously a lot of likes. That's the only opinion that should matter, Steve, exactly. really, isn't it? And uh, I think once you get to that sort of level, people start to, to take notice. So yep. what we want to know on this week's show is if you could bring back uh, any film for a sequel so it has to be a one-off standalone film at the moment if you could have a sequel to any film what would it be and why yeah. and I had a little think about this myself and uh, that at least doesn't look like it's going to get a sequel you at know, the moment in, yeah so you know instantly mm. yeah it's not imminent that there's mm. going to be a sequel and I had a little think about this myself and the first one that came into my head which is falls into the category of things that could get a sequel but we just don't think there's going to be one at the moment yeah. and that is I'd really like to see a sequel to Prometheus which may sound strange because you've kind of got all the Aliens films. Yeah. But there is still room, and I know originally there was a plan to make three of them, 
or, or at least a new trilogy of films. Yes. And it doesn't seem at the moment as if we're going to get those, but I'd really like to see. It would definitely happens. answer a lot more questions. Yeah, and because at the end of Prometheus, you get kind of Shaw leaving the uh, the planet, and you you, you want to know what's happened to all the rest of the uh, the kind of alien craft and things like that. So yeah. if I could have any film uh, get a sequel, I'd pick Prometheus. It's, it's definitely a good choice because uh, that was the first one that came to my mind, but you'd already <laughs> snatched that one up. Yeah, I so. took the best one. Uh, did you have anything else that, that sprung to mind? Well, I did have one which might. Um, uh, not quite fall under your harsh criteria, but I was thinking uh, a sequel to Tron Legacy, okay. which, uh, of course, I mean, Tron Legacy technically was a sequel to the original Tron, the 80s Tron, um, but in a way it was kind of a reboot because it was trying to, you know, uh, reintroduce the the idea of Tron to a new generation decades mm. after the fact, and it doesn't look like something that, as you say, will will be getting an imminent release. But that's one I would definitely put up there. But to fall more into your criteria, probably Chronicle would probably be quite a good one as okay. well. Okay, yeah, that's a nice mm. idea. As, as you say, I don't think there's one in the works as far as I know. No. So no. Two good choices there, Tron Legacy and Chronicle, Drew? Uh, I was I had to think pretty hard about this. And uh, again, I don't know if mine would um, technically count, but I, I would like to see a sequel, which would technically be a prequel, if you know the storyline of the film, to Baba Hotep. Um, okay. Because anything that puts Bruce Campbell in work is good in my books. Fair I, enough. I only found out the other day there's an entire movie dedicated to his character from Burn Notice. Oh, really? I only found that out the other day. I don't know how that slipped under my radar. Oh, that's so that's exciting, on, exciting news for you. I have to though. go and watch another Bruce Campbell movie yeah, now. So there you go. Uh, just some suggestions there for films that we think deserve a sequel that haven't got one at the moment. So anything that's a single film on its own at the moment yeah. that you think should have a sequel at Film Spoilers or May Contain Spoilers at top1028.com. Send us what you think and we will give them a mention over tonight's show or if you listen to the podcast on next week's show. Anyway, let's get down to our first review of this week, uh, which is Prisoners, which is uh, the new film from Denis Villeneuve. And the story is, when Keladova's daughter and her friend go missing, he takes matters into his own hands as the police pursue multiple leads and the pressure mounts. But just how far will this desperate father go to protect his family? My son already told me that the guy was inside the RV just watching him. Right. We haven't found any physical evidence inside the RV. Or his aunt's house where he lives. Nothing. Alex Jones, unfortunately, has the IQ of a 10-year-old. There's no way that someone with the IQ of a 10-year-old could abduct two girls in broad daylight and then somehow make them disappear. Well, maybe he wasn't on his own. How could he drive an RV if he has an IQ so of a 10-year-old? Hey, we're considering all possibilities. I don't think you are considering no, all possibilities. I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. No, sir, you listen sir, to me. Just I, shut up for a second. This is what I'm going to need you to do for me. I need you to calm down, Mr. Dover. I understand this is an incredibly hard time, but I have every uniformed police officer in this state looking for Anna. I don't understand what any of this means. They said he ran. They said he tried to get away. I don't understand why he would try to run away. I hear what you're saying. I'm not crossing anybody off my list. Just let me do my job. So, Prisoners stars Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, Viola Davis, Terence Howard, Melissa Leo and Paul Dano. Uh, what did you guys think of Prisoners? I was a, a huge fan of it. I, th- I thought it was really um, something that seemed to have just kind of 
popped out of the left field uh, for me. I, I, I'd heard, you know, bits and pieces of, you know, the, the film coming out and its release and that Hugh Jackman and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal were in it. But apart from that, I didn't really know that it was, you know, quite such a hard-hitting and serious uh, drama. Uh, no, it really seems to have kind of sneaked out, especially with that that fairly A-list cast. Yeah. And uh, I, all I knew about it kind of going into it was that people were saying it's a bit of a... It's a bit like Seven. And uh, having seen it, I can kind of understand why people have made that kind of link between the two. Yeah, see, I thought it was much less like Seven. The first film that I likened it to, and I actually thought to myself as I was coming out from watching this, this is the darkest, intensest thing I've seen since Zodiac. Yeah, I compared it it more to Zodiac. I mean, Zodiac is quite a different film, I, I think, but it... It certainly reminded me of that. But there is, there is the whole thing of sort of um, kind of solving puzzles. Yeah, and the whole Jake Gyllenhaal connection yeah. as well is, is an obvious one. Yeah, and that, that, that I mean, the link between all, all three of these films is that they are kind of serial killer uh, films. And, and the story of this is that Hugh Jackman and Viola Davis and Terrence Howard both have their, their children taken away. The, the spotlight kind of falls on this Paul Dano character who has the kind of mind of a 10-year-old, I think they say. Yeah. And uh, it's the idea that Hugh Jackman thinks he knows or does know that Paul Dano is responsible for the, the disappearance or at least In knows some something yeah. about it and uh, how far he's willing to go to find out where his children are. At the same time, you get Jake Gyllenhaal's cop character who's essentially doing the same job but trying to do it the more traditional route as the yeah, kind of cop within, but he, within the lines of the law yeah but he has to uh, face up to constantly being accused of not doing enough by the families and uh, I I was kind of I was quite surprised by how gritty it was but also yeah. I mean the, 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 the main thing about it which I really loved was the fact that it was just you get to see Jake Gyllenhaal as the cop kind of going through meticulously ticking off all the things you expect a cop to do and you don't really know where the story's going. You don't know. It's not like Columbo where you're shown at the start who takes the girls and it's just a case yeah, of putting exactly. them all together. You're kind of in the dark as well. And there are a few twists and turns and obviously we'll be careful not to, to give away too much because it is a film where, where it would be easy to spoil. There, yeah. there, there's a, there is a big reliance on certain clues throughout the film, certain things that happen. And you kind of... Like, I was... By the time I got to the end, I was there desperately because I, I went into this film thinking, oh, I don't know how good this is going to be because it's kind of come out of nowhere kind of deal. And I was there thinking, I'm desperately trying to figure out who is who who it is like by the end. And I was trying to work it out and I was trying to prove to myself that I was cleverer than these filmmakers. I, I knew I could work out who did it. And it uh, turns out I'm just as much of a pleb as everyone else is. Well, that's afraid, interesting you so. say that because... <laughs> One of my only kind of criticisms of the film, and it's only a minor criticism, is that I found that I solved part of the mystery much sooner. Oh, well, you know what, Steve? <laughs> you know what? You know, if All you're I'm so saying, clever, <laughs> if I was in charge, Let's see you I, write a film, I think, okay? I, I think that kind of does make sense, though, because the film does set you up with, with an assumption anyway. And you're kind of questioning that assumption just as much as um, y- you want to believe that. Yeah, th- and that to be presented fair, with you as well. Although I thought I knew what the what had happened and who was responsible, 
I didn't know for certain. So I had to wait yeah. right to the end to have that confirmed. And, you know, that's part of the the questions the films ask because uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character needs to find proof for all these things. Mm. Meanwhile, Hugh Jackman's character, similar to me, thinks he knows who's responsible for, yeah. for taking the children. So in a way, it kind of mirrors what's going on in the film and you're left kind of... And all of the while, you get the impression that Jake Gyllenhaal is, is fairly shady himself. He's very quiet, isn't yeah. he? Isn't he? And he's sort of very blinky um, performance. Very blinky, yeah. I, I, yeah. He's a very good blinker, Jake. Didn't he yeah. is. Yes, I noticed that. I, uh, I, uh, you can almost hear it. It's, yeah. so it's almost as uh, prevalent as um, an audible blink. As uh, Richard Gere often gets a bit of shtick for the the blinking. I wonder if it was in the uh, in the script that the blinking thing, or whether that's something that Jake Gyllenhaal's sort of wanted to bring to it. To, I don't really know the reason why. Whether it's sort of showing that he is kind of meticulous and sort of slightly neurotic maybe I yeah. don't know but it's it, I mean it was fine it works you know yeah. it was a nice, yeah. a nice yeah, it was visual nice little tick, touch but yeah. yeah I thought I mean I thought all of the kind of main characters in it were great I'm a little bit kind of done with seeing Paul Dano play weirdos but I mean he is quite <laughs> weird looking and well, that's sounding the, yeah that, that was the only slight uh, iffy thing I had with the film as well that it does kind of play with the the somewhat obvious um, perception of what a weirdo looks like, and it kind of brings two of those up. I won't go into the other one, but th- yeah. there is, that th- there is, you know, a, a, an element of, okay, look at this person, that 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 looks a bit obvious and weird, doesn't it? Suspect them now, well, kind the of thing. thing. And the thing is, JP, where where I work, and the amount of people that I see on a daily basis. The amount of weirdos that we get that do look like Paul Dano is a bit uncanny. So I can definitely this? see where they come in. But, no, they, but, they, but they wear the, the, the really saying... big, thick, thick-rimmed glasses. And oh, the, yeah. and the, is this, and, is this and including the, me? And the, uh, no! And the big, <laughs> and the big, they don't all go around in geometric jumpers from Topshop. <laughs> and the, so big puffer, the, the big puffer anoraks. Oh, yes. Yeah. But, I mean, it's kind of having its cake and eating it because, again, you could just say, well, that's part of the, the whole deal with you think it's that person, but you don't yeah. know, therefore that you definitely can't... Play, yeah, that plays into Hugh Jackman's sure. um, motivations and actions. Yeah, yeah. I thought... Uh, I mean, I don't. I haven't seen any of uh, Denis Villeneuve's other work. It's probably Denis, because I think he's French-Canadian, but Denis, for my... Because <laughs> I'm not Canadian. Yeah, uh, French-Canadian. <laughs> I haven't seen any of his other work, um, but I thought he did a good job on this. I thought... Straight away, I didn't even know for certain going into it, but within about ten minutes, I'd realised this this is Roger Deakins. The Deeks is on this. Well, and I, it looks yeah, amazing. I, I, yeah. that, that that was one thing I didn't know until after the fact. But there's definitely something that, like from the very get go that it's it looks a, a cut above something that you might expect from what you whatever you thought this movie would look like based on you know as we were talking about this. Film sort of coming out of nowhere. Yeah, it's very crisp colours and yeah. things like that. So obviously Roger Deakins, director mm. of photography for the Coen Brothers and Skyfall. Skyfall and, recently, and it yeah. looks a lot like uh, there's there's some shots in it that are very similar to Skyfall. There's one uh, early on in the film where I think you see Jake Gyllenhaal's character walking across a raining parking lot, and it's very yes. similar to the kind of shadowed shot in Skyfall where you get uh, what's his name, the bad guy, um, walking across oh, the yeah. kind of wheat fields with the fire behind him, sort of thing. But looks absolutely amazing, and I thought all the performances were. Fantastic it's definitely got a, well. a, a more, a slightly more gloomier lighting scheme, though, just obviously to reflect the mood of the the movie. But in terms of some of the shots, you can you can definitely see 
the deacons work. Yeah, okay. So let's give prisoners a score out of five. Drew, you can go first. Uh, I'm going to give it four stars because it was uh, it was a very surprising um, find for me. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was, um, but I, I did liken it a lot to Zodiac. And the good thing about it, and it's not going to give anything away really, but it's, it's not... The thing I liked about it was that it wasn't a, a completely ludicrous kind of solve to the mystery. You know, it wasn't like watching a Scream movie where it's like, oh, it's been this person all along and you've never known. And um, it, it was it was a legitimate thing. It was it was an actual sort of genuine. Oh, OK, that makes sense because of this and this and this throughout the film. So you kind of get that moment with the characters in the film where you're piecing everything together as well as they are. And uh, I really liked that. I like it when that happens. Okay, so Uh, four four starts. Four out of five from Drew, JP? I'm going to go with four and a half. Wow, okay. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it as well. thought it was very very powerful, um, (laughs) hard-hitting, including uh, Hugh Jackman in that. And, yeah, I thought it was just a real surprise. And, uh, yeah, I was gripped all the way through it. And I'm kind of surprised at how um, almost aggressive people are, some people are getting over certain plot holes, apparently, and, and, and red herrings and things like that. But I, I didn't really have any of that whilst uh, during my watch of it. Uh, so I really enjoyed it, four and a half. Yeah, so four and a half from JP, four from Drew. I, I'm kind of leaning between those two scores myself. I think I'll probably go over four, although it was a real treat. Like, I, I had no kind of mm. expectations going into it, and I just love the a well-done sort of police procedural drama. All the performances were fantastic. And it did, even though maybe I did guess part of it, it just kept me going long enough. and kept. I, it's a very long film, but it doesn't feel the length that it is. No. And I think that's probably about this sort of film one of the best things you can say so it's four stars from me four from Drew four and a half from JP if you've seen Prisoners let us know what you thought of it get in touch with the team now tweet us at Film Spoilers or email us on Make and Take Spoilers at hot1028.com Still to come on Make It Tame Spoilers, we're going to review Runner Runner and Sunshine and Leaf. Drew has got some crowdfunding corner, JP has got film news, and also I've got some sofa cinema. So all of that's coming up later in the show. Radiohead and Codex taken from the soundtrack to Prisoners, which we've just reviewed on the show. Remember, if you've seen it, at Film Spoilers or may contain spoilers at hot1028.com to tell us what you thought of it. This week, uh, Sofa Cinema, it's my turn to choose three. And this time, I've actually gone for a theme. Instead of just saying, breaking well, I didn't the, find a theme. You're, you're breaking the chain there. It's not really Steve. acceptable, is it? But no. So I found uh, a link between uh, these three films, which you can watch on Freeview over the Do next six days. Do we get to guess days. the link? Uh, it's quite obvious, oh, so okay. it's probably not much fun for you to guess. It's not like trying to work out the killer in Prisoners, 
it's quite obvious straight oh, okay, away. Right, I'm basically okay. Columbo showing you the link straight away. So, <laughs> Excuse me, just one more question. It's not even a very interesting link. It's just, <laughs> it's just that they're all comedies, basically. So uh, they're all comedy films, and uh, they're on uh, freeview over the next six days or so. First one is Easy A, which is on Saturday night, Channel 4 at 11.05, which seems quite late for Easy A, considering it's only a 12 or a 15 or something like that. I will stay up till any time of night for Emma Stone. Worth telling her that one day. I'm just putting that out there into the world. Don't tell the police. No. Um, so of course, <laughs> Don't tell yeah. Hugh Jackman. Much to Drew's uh, excitement, it stars Emma Stone, Emma Stone. As, uh, as the main character. And it's kind of a, an homage to, uh, I can't believe I John Hughes. John Hughes films. Yep. Yeah. And uh, it's very, very funny and quite sweet as well. It's, it's kind of surprisingly sweet for a modern sort of teen yeah. comedy. Really, a, really funny. Good. Really, really good. It's a good yeah. one. So Easy A, Saturday the 5th of October, Channel 4 at 11.05. My second choice is a film that I haven't seen, but there's a reason I've put it in here. So it's South Park, Bigger, long, Longer, Uncut, which is on Sunday the 6th of October at 11 o'clock on ITV4. The reason I've put that in there is because I'm a big fan of Team America World Police. And also this yeah. week I went to see The Book of Mormon, which I know you've seen, Drew. <gasps> Did you? And, uh, yeah. We're going to talk about that later. Well, yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's I kind of tying in because I rewatched uh, uh, World Police, the oh, Team America, we this week. So Perfect. it's all tying in. Um, and I, while I was watching the Book of Mormon, which I love, by the way, I uh, I thought I wonder one one day if this will be turned into a film, which I think it probably will be. And hopefully, uh, when you kind of look back at their their back catalogue, Team America is great, and obviously South Park the TV series is great. So I, I need to watch this in order to see whether the film stands up to the TV series. So South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut is on at 11 o'clock, Sunday 6th October, ITV4. You almost have to take into account the date though, because obviously this, when did, when did uh, the movie come out? Is, was oh, it uh, early sort of... Was it early 2000s? Yeah, it must have been about three, yeah. 2003. Because so the, 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 I remember you know seeing clips of it and it's just obviously because the animation and everything changes because the show kept going on yeah. the tv show it's like you have to remember the time yeah. frame that it was in i guess about 2003 2000 something like that yeah anyway my final choice is another film i haven't seen which i need to see and it's the wedding singer which i've got on blu-ray but i can't watch it because it's not on my list of shame but anyway the wedding singer <laughs> eight o'clock wednesday the 9th of october itv2 considered the classic considered one of the few adam sandler films that most people seem to love and, One uh, of the earlier funny ones, to quote Woody Allen. There we go. So the uh, the wedding singer, eight o'clock Wednesday night of October, ITV two, and also of course Easy A Saturday night, eleven o'clock Channel four, and South Park Sunday night, uh, ITV four at eleven o'clock. So those are my choices for Sofa Cinema this week. Next week, one of uh, Drew or JP will have some choices for you. Hopefully, they are. So it's Drew, and he will maybe have a link. No promises, though. Uh, coming up in the next part of May Contain Spoilers, we're going to review Runner Runner and Sunshine on Leith. Steve Lanham, May Contain Spoilers, Hot Radio. You're listening to May Contain Spoilers, and previously in the show we reviewed Prisoners and gave it four stars from me, 4.5 stars from JP, and four from Drew. Remember, if you've seen it, let us know what you thought of it at Film Spoilers or May Contain Spoilers at hot1828.com is the email. Uh, also on this week's show, we were talking about. Uh, Films that we'd like to see sequels to. So I suggested kind of Prometheus. JP, you suggested, I'm hoping this is going to come into my head as I'm speaking and it hasn't. Okay, Tron Legacy, Tron was, Legacy. The, was the unofficial one uh, because that technically did have a uh, prequel or sequel. Um, but my other one was Chronicle. 
Chronicle. They were yep. good choices. Why don't I remember them? And uh, Drew said Baba Hotep. I can remember that because it's Bruce Campbell and it's Drew. So of course it's that. Yeah. So that yeah, makes sense. It so so the, yeah, of course. At the film joke, spoilers. The or, joke there being was that at the end of um, Baba Hotep in the credits, they said um, uh, Elvis will return in Baba Nosferatu. And that was a joke that they never followed through on. So that's kind of why I wanted to see a sequel because the idea of Bruce Campbell as Elvis fighting vampires... Pfft, Teased you with it, didn't it? Take my money now. Yes, so there you go. At Film Spoilers or Make a Take Spoilers at top1028.com as someone has, Drew. Yes. Um, Jennifer, well, actually, it's not a um, uh, That's never a, a good sign. It's not, it's not a sequel that she wants to see. She's okay. basically informing us. Uh, Jennifer Baby on Twitter uh, says uh, she's seen Rush and Blue Jasmine, uh, both very entertaining with great performances, especially uh, Kate and Sally. I, I guess they're from Blue Jasmine. I don't they know. Are, yeah. They are. <laughs> Kate Blanchett Correct. and Sally Hawkins. Um, uh, highly recommend both. Four out of five and 4.5 out of five, respectively. I think we rated both of those pretty highly, didn't didn't we? Yes, both we, of them. We rated uh, Rush very highly. Both recommendations from May Contain Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, but for this week's film recommendations, let's find out whether this one's going to be a thumbs up or a thumbs down from JP. It's Runner Runner. Uh, directed by Brad Furman, and the story is when a poor college student who cracks an online poker game goes bust, he arranges a face-to-face with the man he thinks cheated him, a sly offshore entrepreneur. Welcome aboard. This is the house. I never in a million years thought I'd have something like this. Why the house? Because the house always wins. Which is why we don't have to cheat people. But the math is right. Am I missing something? No. No, you didn't miss anything. We missed something. I'm very grateful. I am nothing if not world-class at showing my gratitude. So, your account has been credited with the amount of money that you lost. I don't know what to say. Thank you. Well, listen. I put a little something extra in here for your troubles. I'll get you through your masters. I think that ends our business here. Unless, of course, you feel like sticking around and taking a shot at a real business. Guaranteed seven figures in the first 18 months. Guaranteed eight figures in the first three years. What do you say? Is it Newark? Or you stick around here with me? What do you think? So, Runner Runner stars Ben Affleck, Justin Timberlake, and Gemma Arterton. JP, what did you think of Runner Runner? <laughs> I thought this was pretty tedious, to be honest. <laughs> I think you're all probably waiting to hear what, what I was going to say because you essentially knew nothing about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I know absolutely nothing about this film, which is never a good sign about a film. It's kind of saying it's not so bad that everyone's talking about it and it's not so good that everyone's talking about it. Yeah. It's just kind of existing somewhere. Exactly, and that's what. but it kind of got to that point where it, it was just existing to the point of annoyance for me because I was <laughs> I was watching it and it kind of it's st- and I'm, I know this has been said elsewhere but it kind of starts off in in an almost social networky type thing in the sense that it kind of sets up this world of you know online poker is the new thing online gambling there's all these kind of things with you know transferring money into different accounts all this kind of tech thrillery type stuff but then Justin Timberlake goes to find Ben Affleck, uh, who is the leader of this particular gambling online group, uh, because he believes he's been cheated. Um, So he goes to try and get his money back. And then it kind of just turns into one of those 
move movies that we've seen like a dozen times before of you know the guy who tries to get into the the seedy circles of the of the you know the big tycoon who's running everything and you know do you think at any point you know he's going to be betrayed and the, you know there's the the really thankless task of having um uh, Gemma Arterton is literally just you know the the eye candy that's just window dressing no, yeah and it's a, a total waste of talent there and it's it was just it got to the point where it was just really eye rolling and sort of sighing all the way through it in how, um, in discomfort. How much this this film looks like the sort of one where uh, it's got Ben Affleck's name on the poster, but I would worry going into it how much Ben Affleck was actually in it. Is he is it an and Ben Affleck or is he actually no, a main character? No, he is a main character. It's just that he he is at best in re- relaxation mode uh, compared to you know all the praise he's been getting for his his directorial and starring movies um and i know that you know this this isn't uh the, the same movie and you know this might have just been you know a quick buck or whatever but if this is any indication of what's to come in the batfleck movie <laughs> then consider me uh highly skeptical at best i think we're probably not going to see much of a connection between this and exactly. him, him as batman so yeah i think we might be all right uh so score out of five for runner runner i'm gonna go with a 1.5 ouch yeah. a 1.5 out of five from jp for runner runner if, if you've seen it and you agree of him or maybe you think it's your favorite film of all time <laughs> and uh, Ben Affleck is at his imperious best, better than Argo. Then now's the time to tell us what you think of it. Here's how you can get in touch. Get in touch with the team now. Tweet us at Film Spoilers or email us on spoilers at hot1028.com. Sits back and awaits the flood of people telling me that Runner Runner is amazing. But anyway, uh, Drew, this week's crowdfunding. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Drew, this week's crowdfunding corner is yep. uh, from you, as it is every week. Yep. Uh, for now. Uh, um, what have you gone for? This one, uh, you know, I sometimes get weeks where it's just, it's all stretched very, very thin. <laughs> um, you shouldn't sell it like that. No, but this this one was, this one was sort of pretty interesting, actually. It's good, uh, it's and good. it's the first one of this kind that I think we've ever really kind of covered before. Um, this is a documentary. Uh, it's called Humor Abuse. Um, I think the colon after that is uh, living life with the clown as a father. Not as catchy. Not as catchy. Sets uh, it up, though. Yes, it does. You know uh, what this you're is the, um, This is uh, the documentary about Lorenzo Pisoni's life growing up in a circus with a clown as a dad. Um, so he basically got born into a, a family of circus performers, and uh, that's always been his trade is you know he was part of the circus from an, an incredibly young age and he can kind of do all of these tricks but uh, you know it was hard for him to go to school and you must pick up a lot 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 of stories kind of traveling around with a circus i would imagine that you would um i imagine that it that this film will not be one to see if you have cholerophobia is that fear of clowns? Uh, it's a fear of juggling. No, is it, it is a fear oh, of clowns. I could have yes. believed you then. It's you could have sold me that. It is, a, it is a fear of clowns. Although if you are a uh, cholerophiliac, 
Right. Definitely go and see this film because that's people who uh, get their jollies from clowns. <laughs> so uh, I like the use of jollies. Well <laughs> the use of jollies. Uh, how is this? Uh, how is humor ab- humor abuse doing for a uh, kind of? Uh, it's got funding. 18 days to go, and it's 71 percent funded wow, so of a sixty thousand dollar goal. So it's doing pretty well. So um, I think there's definitely. A lot to uh, a lot to look into on this one. Okay, and so looks uh, interesting. Yeah, humor abuse is uh, going to be uh, tweeted a link to by Drew uh, over the next couple of days or so, and uh, you can follow it and pledge some support if you want to support that film, or go on there and kind of break down and see the horrible images of clowns and things like that. If if you are a Cholerophobic. Cholerophobic. <laughs> yes. So that was this week's crowdfunding uh, corner. As I say, we'll tweet a link to that uh, at Film Spoilers and you can follow it and take a look at it yourself. Still to come in the next part of Make a Team Spoilers, Drew is going to tell us all about Sunshine on Leith and uh, tell us how many songs he knew by the proclaimers beforehand, which I'm guessing is two, but you have to wait to find out. Yeah. Ocean and Put Your Hand in the Hand, taken from the soundtrack to Prisoners. Remember, if you've seen any of the films we're talking about this week, at Film Spoilers or Make Attain Spoilers at top1028.com to tell us what you thought of them. The last film we're going to review this week, which is a film which, Drew, you saw last week while you were interviewing the director, Dexter yes. Fletcher, which is quite cool and showbiz of you. Yes. And typical, <laughs> typical Drew Bridger and how you've How many miles did you walk uh, to get to him? Uh, it, was, it was not 500. It was, it, was, it was less than one. It was literally like down the street. So I didn't have to go very far. Although because it was a uh, uh, Scottish film, I did do a lot of drinking beforehand. So That's dedication. Yeah. So the story of Sunshine on Leith is uh, based on a sensational stage hit of the same name featuring music by pop folk band The Proclaimers and uh, we haven't really got a clip it's just a clip of them singing from the uh, from the film so here's what uh, Sunshine and Leaf sounds like When I go out Well I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the one who's thinking about you When I come home Yes I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so Sunshine and Leith is directed by Dexter Fletcher and stars Jason Fleming, George McKay, Antonia Thomas, Freya Mavor, or Mava, and yep. uh, Jane Horrocks. Drew, uh, what did you think of Sunshine on Leith? Well, you see, the thing is, I'm torn between this because generally I, I kind of hate musical films. Right. And this started out very much as a, a, a typical musical film. You know, it all starts out very uh, bright and cheery and they there are people sort of spontaneously bursting into song without any kind of rhyme or reason and it's not really reflecting the mood. It is reflecting the mood, but it's sort of really kind of door wedged in there it's like oh you know we can fit in this proclaimer song in here um so you know i kind of didn't go for it at first but after a while you kind of get into it and you kind of start realizing it's a little bit like a um 
I've forgotten the director's name. Dexter guy, Fletcher. <laughs> no, not Dexter Fletcher. The guy who uh, did Another Year. Mike uh, Lee. Mike Lee. That's the one I was looking for. It's very much like a Mike Lee film, but set to music. It's because it's got all the same actors in it, basically. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Peter Mullen, I'm, I'm surprised that Dex Fletcher managed to get a solo performance out of Peter Mullen. I, I never, never thought, thought yeah. no. never thought I'd see the day that Peter Mullen would be singing a solo. And he's not only singing a solo, he's doing it while wearing a kilt and being carried around by people. So that's a triumph in itself. Okay, so uh, because we're running out of time, score yeah, fine. for Sunshine on Leith. Uh, I, I gave it three stars. It's not going to win any awards for me personally. It's not but this year's Les Mis, more this year's Mamma Mia. No, it's no. that's the thing. It's way better than Mamma Mia. I couldn't sit through Mamma Mia, but I found, me this, too. I found <sighs> this a lot easier to sit through. And I was worried that it would be at the start of it, but it, it's not. If you give it a bit of time, it gets into it. So that's sort of a recommendation. Yeah. It's kind of a recommendation yeah. from Drew for Sunshine on People Leaf. who like The Proclaimers, musicals, and Mike Lee films will love this. <laughs> there you go. So if you fall into that demographic, you're home free. Uh, because we are very short of time, just quickly some headlines from the film news for the last week. Uh, Avengers news? Uh, yes, we have learnt that Elizabeth Olsen is uh, is confirmed for Avengers 2. Uh, the speculation is that she's going to be playing Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Witch. Uh, that hasn't been confirmed, but her casting has been. Okay, and also some Peter Morgan news as well. Uh, yes, this is the news that he, uh, Peter Morgan, writer of well, recently Rush and uh, Frost Nixon, and, and among other things, is uh, set to write a, uh, a a 3D boxing movie for Ang Lee. And I was looking at the synopsis of this, and it does sound very similar to uh, to Rush, in that uh, it's it's going to be looking at the rivalry between different boxers within. A certain periods of boxing the eras which were you know the most dangerous is Chris Eubank going to be in it <laughs> who knows is Sylvester Stallone going to be in it ah mm. no uh, okay so that's this week's film news uh, new releases wise what's out on DVD and Blu-ray uh, well, there's a lot of uh, new to Blu-ray releases, but I'll just do uh, f- the the brand new ones. So we have Epic, the uh, the kids animated movie. We also have uh, Bachelorette, which was kind of the bridesmaids <laughs> straight off the back of that. Uh, there's also Deadfall, which is uh, starring Eric Banner, and uh, Much Ado About Nothing the um, Joss Whedon black and white Shakespeare film. Which Drew, you were quite a fan of? I was a fan of that. I can definitely recommend that. So There's Shakes- a lot of uh, Joss Whedon regulars in can there. Can you do your your group of people that are like it? Joss Whedon fans, Shakespeare fans, and people that like black and white films. Yep. Or and if a- you like those three things. And anyone who likes Clark Gregg. There you or, go. Or, um, the guy, or the guy from uh, Cabin in the Woods. Marty the Stoner from Cabin in the Woods. So if that's you... That's yep. the film. Maybe we should just do all our film reviews like this. <laughs> yeah. Just set to three three groups. If you three, feel three groups that this film will appeal to. Just, if you like this, this, this. English majors. The bell curve. <laughs> if you're in this bell curve, then yeah. there you go. You'll love this film. Uh, what's in cinemas next week? Cinemas, we have Filth, um, The To-Do List, uh, Thanks for Sharing, uh, How I Live Now, Getaway and officially Sunshine on Leith. So How I Live Now, Drew, you reviewed last week and I can't remember what you gave it, but you were kind of a fan. You thought it was all right? It, it, it was okay, but it was trying too hard to be Hunger Games and ended up being a bit more like Twilight. 
Okay, so there you go. Those are the films that are out in cinemas next week. We will aim to have a review of Filth on next week's show. And also, uh, JP, you said you were hoping to see the to-do list. The to-do list. list, hopefully, yeah. So if you can get to either of those films, then you can tweet us at filmspoilers or email us spoilers at hot1028.com with your thoughts on them. Also, keep your ideas for films that you want to see sequels to uh, coming in throughout the week. We're always interested to hear them. Same places at Film Spoilers or Make It Tain Spoilers at top1028.com. If you missed anything on this show or any of our previous shows, you can find the podcast, type Make It Tain Spoilers podcast into a search engine, you can find it, or there's links on our Facebook page or Twitter. Just quickly to say that there's a Dodge Brothers gig this Sunday at uh, the Arts Bournemouth on the pier, and uh, we're hopefully going to have an interview with them for next week. So fingers crossed that will happen. There are still tickets available, so if you want to take a trip down there, very worth it. Their live accompaniment to Beggars of Life, which I've seen before, which is very, very good. But until next week, that's pretty much all we've got time for. From me, Steve Lanham, it's goodbye. It's goodbye from me. Oh. And this is especially for Drew, because he's such a big Proclaimers fan. I am. I and love he's going to give us his own solo <laughs> live in the This is my favourite. <laughs> it's Drew's favourite Proclaimers song. Was poor.